Good morning, everyone. So good having you this Sunday morning. Uh, nice sun shining uh, out of the rain for a little while. And so, uh, so good having you this morning. And so, uh, we need to pray Jeff Smith is going to Statesboro's option as follows. Okay. Uh, let's stand if we could and let's pray for Jeff Smith right now. Dear Lord Jesus, right now, Lord, we lift up Jeff Smith. I ask and pray, Lord, that You would have mercy upon him. And oh, we pray, Lord, help him to come through this. Come by right now and touch him in his body. Help him, dear Lord. Draw him now unto You and heal him, Lord, we pray. If it will be Your will, come by and move for him right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, this uh, Delta variant is very serious, okay? And um, a lot of people who've made it past the Alpha, which was the first variant that came through, uh, it's picking up those Delta. It's picking up those that were resistant to the first one. So I just want to say to you, be very careful. Be very careful. Um, but uh, getting back to this service, so glad having each and every one of you here this morning. Our God is well able to keep us. <clears throat> Let me um, remind you, because sometimes I, I don't know, sometimes I think I hear people thinking about, well, if God's well able... Why, why do we take any kind of precautions? Some, you know, some in here are wearing masks. Folks, if you feel you need to wear a mask, please wear a mask. If you don't, I'm not going to fight you about that. But I'm reminded of a story that my grandfather told me years ago about this one man out in a boat, and the weather had started getting rough. And uh, so he, he, he said, I, I, I want to see the Lord you know, uh, deliver me. So he got to praying, Lord, deliver me. So in just a little while, uh, another boat come by his way and said, uh, hey, getting rough out here. You need me to pull you in? He said, no, no, that's all right. I'm trusting in the Lord. And so a little while later, as the weather gets uh, rougher and harder and all that, uh, a bigger boat comes by and says, hey, you know, you're taking on water. You need some help. He says, no, no, I'm trusting in the Lord. Okay? And so eventually, there's not but about this little bit more of the boat above the water. He's, you know, he's pretty well capsized. He's in the water. Helicopter comes out there with a, well, you know, grab hold of the rope. You know, we'll pull you out. And he said, I'm trusting in the Lord. And about that time, a big wave comes over him and takes him out. And so when he gets before the Lord, he said, Lord, I was wanting you to deliver me. I wanted you to help me. Yeah. He said, I sent three people by to take care of you. Yeah. And you turned them all down. Yeah. Sometimes God uses ways we yeah. don't think of. So uh, I need to turn this over to Brother uh, uh, Jamie and see if he can help recover this because some of you are happy with me and some of you are already human. I can tell that. So anyway, Brother Jamie, 
Come, have your part here this morning. All right, stand up, kids. Somebody tell me what we learned about today. Just blurt it out. Nabal. Nabal. What about Nabal? It was not for sale. Good job. All right. Uh, you want to help us do that song? He was a curly I shot. I like to do it, but I don't remember it. <laughs> the Lord. Alright. Uh, we don't have it uh, set up yet, but I need we need a list of some things that we need to try to work on before Brother um, Brother Johnny gets to us in our revival. The revival starting on the 23rd of this month. Going through that week, we will take Saturday off to rest a little bit. And then hopefully, uh, I, I think that he's going to be with us Sunday, that particular Sunday morning and Sunday night. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to revival. Sister Bridget, you need to hurry up. All right? All right. So um, we're going to come to you this morning for your tithe and offering. Um, thank you for your faithfulness through the last year and your continued faithfulness, thank you. And uh, we are praying and asking God on things that uh, we need to do. There are some things in the church, we won't be able to get them done before the revival, but the floors are at a place that they're needing change. And if several of the benches are needing uh, some fixing and some walls are needing painting. And so if you are willing to volunteer and help with that, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. So uh, I'm going to ask my father-in-law. It's been a, kind of a tradition on Sunday mornings now. I'm letting my father-in-law receive our uh, morning tithe and offering. So, Brother Otis, if you would. Lord, we thank you for the good day. We thank you for the many good blessings of life. Lord, help us to always remember your word teaches us that we live, we move, we have our being in you. Yes. We don't just we don't just have things on our own, Lord, but I believe it's from you. All good yes. things it comes from yes. you. I'm thankful, Lord. I I just I praise you that we have the opportunity to give back such a small portion, which is all you ask of us. We thank you, Lord, for that privilege. Having said, we ask you to bless the offering, bless the giver the gift, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, do appreciate how the Lord is helping. Uh, if you notice, we had a little more space back in the back, and so... We are so glad, and I want to thank the folks that came by and helped load up those uh, those uh, pews, and we do appreciate that so very much. And Caleb fixed the toilet. And thank you, Brother Caleb, for fixing the men's toilet. We greatly appreciate that, and uh, you know, uh, um, that's not always an easy job. I'll just say it that way. And so I appreciate that very, very much.
God's been good to us, folks. Are you counting your blessings? Huh? There are many troubles and trials and situations on this earth. It's about as unsettled as I've seen, uh, I'd say, in the 45 years of my observation of it. Huh? And so uh, it, uh, it's rough out there. But it's all according to God's plan. God has got it under control. We need to pray for revival. Not just for our revival, but for revival of America. For revival of Brooklyn. For revival of Bullock County. For revival of the state of Georgia. And we need to be praying and being serious about it. Doing more than just... I read a sermon by Sam Jones last night, and boy, he was getting on to these folks at the revival. Huh? He was saying, you need to get out there. He said, otherwise, this is going to be a sorry revival, and a sorry revival is going to make for a sorry town. Amen. We affect our surroundings. Let's be salt. And light while we can. Amen. Teresa, come and have us a song here this morning. And uh, let's all just get in and see what God's got for us. I'm going to tell you something. I am so glad Jesus saved me. I am so glad. And uh, the things of this world, I know that uh, there are a lot of things that are attractive in this world, but I'm going to tell you, Heaven's looking brighter and brighter every day. And so uh, let's let's draw nigh to the Lord. I was uh, when Brother Jeff was preaching from uh, Numbers 21 when he read the, he read the, the one verse and it really just stuck to me in my in my mind and I started thinking about it and praying about it and um, basically he said and they were all much discouraged because of the way yes. and I was thinking about that and I, I know he preached it differently than what I was thinking about but uh, I was thinking about my way and how you know whenever just say six years ago. And whenever I was on drugs and I was living in my garage and I was so discouraged, you know, why do I have to be like this? Why is this happening to me? You know, why me and my wife can't do this? Why is my family this way? You know, what's going on? But as six years passed by, I can look back at that time and I can tell how God was working in that discouragement that I was in. And I was thinking about this boy who was um, who was uh, a middle aged teen, and uh, he came up, he came down with leukemia, and he just started uh, coming to church, and then he got leukemia, and he's so discouraged. You can imagine a young man coming down with leukemia, and he was just saying how bad it was, and he was so discouraged. You know, why is this happening to me? You know, I'm only twelve. What's going on? Why does this happen to me? Why is this? But during that time, he really caught a relationship with God. And it was, uh, it was, he said it was just the greatest relationship he could ever imagine to have with God. So as he, as he had the leukemia and was uh, so discouraged, 
he uh, four or five years passed by and he looked back at that leukemia, right? And he began to thank God for the leukemia because yes. if it wasn't for the, the, the way, yes. right, that, that God had him to go, that he would have never had that relationship with God. So I think, you know, a lot of times we get discouraged along the way, along our way. You know, why is this happening to me? What's going on with me? But if you'll just wait and hold on and trust in God, you can look back and you can see, look how God was working in that situation right then and right there. It may be five or six years down the road, but God's working for us even in those situations. And that's how we can be joyous and thankful for something as terrible as leukemia. Because something like that, you know, God can use it to bring us so much closer to God. That was just kind of what went through my mind when Brother Jeff was preaching.
Order my steps. Order my steps. Order my steps, Lord. Direct me. Show me. Lead me. To be led, you must be willing to follow. Huh? Without exceptions. No, Lord, I won't go there. We have to be willing to say, Lord, wherever you lead me, however you lead me, I will go. Mm. Man. Thinking of some of the prophets that the Lord came to and said, uh, I want you to go over here and I want to take I want you to take some of your own human waste and eat it. Yeah. Said, Lord, Lord. And he said, Well, okay. I'll let you eat cow dung instead. Huh? Leave me, Lord. You say, I never eat cow. Let me tell you something. Don't say never to the Lord. He'll put you in a place that you can't turn them down. We need to say, Lord, lead me. And wherever you lead me, Lord, give me the grace, the strength, Amen. To go the way you'd have me to go. If you have your Bibles here this morning, turn with me. I might add, Brother Robert had an excellent lesson this morning on the. Uh, I'm trying to remember how he termed it. Some some myth information about marriage. It was good. It was good. Amen. You have your Bibles? Are you there? Uh, Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. And those of you who are able to stand with me, you would stand. And um, we're getting ready to start in verse 11. And you have it, say amen. Amen. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. Verse 11. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and much of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You. We thank You for Your Word. I thank You for who You are. And I thank You, Lord, that You are mindful of us. I pray, dear Jesus, that You would anoint us this morning to bring forth this Word. I pray that You would touch the hearts and the lives of those who are discouraged along the way. Who are struggling along the way. Those who have lost their joy. Those who are weeping. Those who are under a burden. Come by and help us here this morning. For truly, Lord, You're our only help and our only hope. And only by You, Lord, can we come out of this mess that we are in. Lead us and guide us and direct us, Lord. 
and order our steps, we pray. In your blessed, holy, righteous, wonderful, awesome name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Here in these Scriptures, we uh, see Jesus as He is in the beginning of His ministry, going from city to city. And um, we, we see that He left one particular city uh, of a man that had great faith, Capernaum, and He was going and traveling. He came to this other city, this little town, a city called Nahum. A beautiful town. At least that's what the name says. Huh? A positive town. The name implies also that uh, the root of that word Nahum means yes. Huh? How many of you in here like the word yes? Yes. yes. Uh, we don't like no very much. We like yes. Right. We like affirmation. Yeah. We like good things. Right. And so he was coming to this city and it wasn't just him and his disciples, but it said much people. So there's this big crowd, if you can imagine, going to these cities. These cities back during this time generally had fortifications around them. And uh, he was going to this city called Beautiful. And it said, now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, as he was approaching the gate of the city, there was a dead man carried out. In all honesty, that's not unusual. There are dead men every day. There are dead men in most cities around every day. Sometimes multiple dead men in these cities. So this was not an unusual occurrence. This wasn't an unusual time. Um, and so there was this dead man. He was being carried out. He's dead now. Y'all know what dead is, don't you? Dead, dead. Dead as a doornail. Door as a door, dead as a door knocker. Huh? No life in them. Non-responsive. Not talking back. No heartbeat. No brain waves. He was dead. They were carrying him out to uh, take him to his grave. And so uh, uh, Jesus and his crowd uh, came in contact with uh, this uh, man in this uh, uh, funeral procession. But this man, though he was one of many who probably died that particular day, was a special man. Yes. One reason was he was the only son of his mother. I want to tell you something about sons to uh, mothers. They are very special people. Huh? Sometimes through the different stages of life, Brother Robert, they are special for different reasons, but they are always special. Huh? The firstborn son. My grandson was here with us uh, last week, and I told him, I said, You're a special person to me. He said, Really? I said, more than just my grandson. I said, do you know why? He said, no. I said, because you are my firstborn's firstborn son. You are special to me. We are to love all. He's not always lovable, but we still love him. Okay? 
He's special. Huh? So this man being carried out on this, this uh, you know, uh, uh, stretcher on a beer, however you want to call it, you know, is coming out there. The only son of his mother, but more than just that, the only son of a widow. You ladies, born in America, living in America, don't marry no foreigner. Huh? Don't marry someone and let them carry you off to the Middle East because the wonderful life that you're living here, you're going to realize you may be grumbling and complaining about how bad it is here, but wait till you get over there. Huh? And... The society during this particular time was like similar to that when this woman was with and walking near her only son as they were taking her to the graveyard, taking him to the graveyard. She was a widow. Her husband was dead. In this society, a lot of times, the woman didn't have the rights to the goods. Some places you did, but in some places you didn't. And in the Jewish society, uh, widows were looked down upon. And a widow, if she was going to have any kind of protection, any kind of a lifestyle, any type of uh, uh, future life, she needed to be married to somebody. Huh? Or have a good son. Apparently, this son was a good son. Because all the city was following him. Not only was he a good son, but he must have been, you know, to the mother, she must have been well liked too. Because there was a big crowd going out there. Am I painting this picture for you? Are you catching this picture? Huh? And then as they're going out and they're heading, I don't know how many roads went out of the city. Some cities had several roads going out. Some cities only had one or two little roads going in. But uh, as they're heading out, they see another big crowd coming. Huh? Now, I don't know about you. How many of you have ever ridden in a funeral procession? Huh? How many of you have ever been driving and you came up on a funeral procession? Ugh. Huh? Now some of you who may be not from Bullock County, I want to warn you, in Bullock County, you are to pay respect to the procession. And in Bullock County, that doesn't mean just bow your head as you drive by. That means you need to pull off the side of the road and stop while the hearse and the procession goes by. I have seen the county people run people off the road because they wouldn't stop. I've seen it. But this procession, and sometimes when you're in that procession, you see, oh no, there's another procession in front of us. There's a traffic jam in front of us. That's what they're seeing. And who was it? It was Jesus coming with His crowd. Folks, I want to tell you something. We don't serve just anybody. We don't serve just a common man. 
Now, when Jesus walked the earth during this particular time, they would look at Him and they would just see a common man. He didn't have this big shine on Him. He wasn't some uh, Clark Gable or some very handsome uh, man. He was just common according to the Scriptures. My personal belief is He was a little bit on the heavy side and not on the side side. You say, Brother Jeff, why do you say that? Well, you never accuse a skinny person of being a glutton. Huh? So if you just saw him, he's just a common man. But he was more than just a common man. Oh, he was so much more than just a common man. Amen. He uh, he is he was the first man. Huh? He was the pattern that all others were made after. He was the one who Abraham would recognize. And Moses would recognize. And Elijah and Elisha would recognize. Even King David could have known of this man. Amen. This is the one that came to Samuel's parents. Amen. He is the one. He is not just a man. He is the man. He is the man God. Amen. He is both man and God combined. Not put together, but He always was and always is. He is the Creator. He is the Law. He is the Lawmaker. Amen. He is our Keeper and Redeemer. He is the Wave Walker. Amen. He is the Mind Knower. He's the Weather Controller. He's the demon killer. Amen. He's the righteous, the holy, the healer. He is. He is. You just fill in the blank. Words would fail me on all the things that Jesus is. And so when Jesus came up to their crowd, I don't know if which side pulled over, but when He finally came up and He seen this young man seen this mother. It said in verse 13, when the Lord saw her, He had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. (laughs) You ever told somebody don't cry? I wonder how it works whenever Jesus said, don't cry. You know? I wonder if they kept crying or if just because of who he is, they would stop crying, but he said, weep not. And then it said he came and he didn't touch the man, he touched the, the beer, the, the um, thing carrying them. He touched that. And and he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. I'm sorry, I wish I was a preacher. Jesus said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Amen. This young man was dead to this world. 
He was dead. He could not see. He could not react. He could not help his mama. He could not say what he wanted to do. If you insulted him, he could not come to a, with a comeback against it. He was, uh, he was powerless because he was dead. And Jesus came to this young man and he said, Arise. Huh? <laughs> Am I the only weird one that's ever done that a time or two? <laughs> Call up somebody that's passed. He said, Oh, I wish you were dead. Lord, would you raise them up? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They're still in the casket. Now they're in the ground. But you see, when Jesus says, Arise. This young man is being raised up not because he was good. This young man is not being raised up and given a, another chance at life because of the great things he can do. This young man is raised up because of his Mothers, you have a way with the Lord that fathers don't have. You have a way of being able to get a hold of the Lord and the Lord can have compassion upon you and upon your prayers. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on that lost one. Don't give up on those who seem dead unto you. God is able to come by and speak to that dead person. Arise. Arise one more time. And come to life. God is able to do that. You know, there are times in this world if we're not careful, we'll die. Huh? You ever heard of the walking dead? I'm sorry, I didn't think about that. I just, yeah. Some people, we used to have a sign at my employment years and years ago where I, my dad and I had business, and it used and it said something this to the effect said, um, you know, there's nobody allowed to stand around here dead. Basically, you know, you can't just stand around and do nothing. That's what dead people do. They don't do nothing. They don't say amen. They don't say hallelujah. They don't raise their hands. See what I'm talking about now? Huh? We can be dead to this world. But are we dead to God? Are we dead to the worship of God? Have we died in some way? Amen. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, there's a lot of times I pray, Lord, revive us. Revive our people. Bring us back to life. Help us to feel after you. You know why? It's not so much because you're such a great person. But it's because of the church. Huh? Church, you're part of the body of Christ. I can tell you something. When you're alive, you're a whole lot more attractive than when you're dead. Let me ask you a question. You know the other thing about dead people? 
They don't feel nothing. Huh? You can take a needle and go up to a dead person and poke them. They won't say nothing. You can slap their face. They won't say nothing. Huh? You can kick them. They won't say nothing. You can tell them your mama wears army boots. They won't say nothing. You know why? They're dead. There's no reaction. There's no feeling. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Now, I know you may think I'm just all spiritual all the time, but you can just talk to my wife. She'll tell you differently. Huh? There's times I can feel it dying. And you know what I have to do? I have to shake myself. Right. I have to poke myself. Right. I have to raise my hands up. keep going. Amen. Why? Because I don't want to be dead. I don't know if he was killed. I don't know if he died in his sleep and I don't want to go to sleep. Huh? I want to be alive. We need to be alive. Jesus said right here, young man, I say unto thee, arise. We can say, People of the church of God, amen, arise, be alive, amen. Do not be dead. Don't let the things of this world drop, drift you away. Pull you down. Cause you to die. Some of you in here, I can just tell you're not where you were just a few months ago. You're not feeling after the Lord like you were just a while back. Huh? You say, Brother Jeff, please don't get on that. I know it. That's why I'm on it. Because I know it too. Can't stay here. Can't stay here. Can't stay in this condition. Oh, when you say in this condition, uh, people have chips on their shoulders. Every little thing you say to them, they, why did you say that? What do you mean by that? Huh? You're, you're uh, critical of other people. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to help. You don't want to be an encouragement to anybody. You don't, you know, come on. Do you remember when the Lord came by the first time and told you, arise? Do you remember when the Lord first saved you? Do you remember how good it felt? Amen. To be free from the bondages of sin and of Satan and of the devil on your back. Do you remember those days? I remember them. And they're like a nightmare in my mind. I don't want to go back. I don't want to drift back. I don't want to fall into that. I want to arise. I want to arise. Amen. I want to stand up. Notice what happened. Uh, it said, He that was dead sat up. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Right. I'll tell you a little thing that I, one of my friends in middle school, he and I, and this other man, uh, young boy, we used to uh, talk quite a bit, and he, uh, 
This other young man, his father was one of those that go pick up bodies. And me and the other guy just got grossed out. Yeah, because he'd always tell us these gross things. Huh? Well, not the man whose daddy was in the business, but this other guy, he's now one of the head people at Fox and Weeks Funeral Home. <laughs> I thought it was, well, anyway. Did you know it's not too unusual for a corpse that's laid out to sometimes sit up? There's certain nerves and things in a body as they die, they'll sit up. So this wasn't unusual for him to sit up. But what was unusual is for him to speak. Yes. Amen. For him to speak. Amen. He breathed. He spoke. Amen. When Jesus comes by, amen, he can change the whole situation in our life. All we need in our life, amen, is to get Jesus involved in the situation where we're at. To give his attention, to call him here. Amen. We've been calling for some. We've been calling, Lord, you see what's going on with Jess Smith and Kathy Smith. Amen. Lord, you see what's going on with these others who are seeking in need of you. Amen. And of healing. We need to be alive. If there's ever a day and an hour, we got to be alive. Our our society, you may not realize it, but it's crumbling. The church world in America is in probably the worst state that I have ever seen it in my particular life. And when I first got into the ministry, I thought it was the worst shape it had ever been. But it's waxed worse and worse. And what we are in need of in America, what we are in need of in Bullock County, and in Brooklyn, and in these four walls, is people who are alive. Well, Brother Jeff, the last time I really got a good renewing and got so blessed, Brother Jeff, that was hard work. (laughs) It's worth it. Yes, amen. It's worth those times of prayer. It's worth that time of reading your scriptures. Amen. It's worth that time of going out and helping somebody else. It's worth that time to make that phone call of encouragement to somebody. Come on, we're missing folks in here. Have you reached out to check on? This man... This man was dead, but now he's alive. There came a fear on all. A fear. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Can I tell you, most of us in our lives are almost always afraid of the wrong thing. Where am I going to live? I'm going to be homeless. I've been homeless a time or two. 
Still, I was broke, broke, broke. Huh? We're afraid of what? Others will say of us. What will they think of us? <laughs> I was heading home yesterday, riding, riding down the road not far from my house, and I, there was a van that was a little way up in the parking lot, uh, part, uh, driveway. And uh, so I figured, well, some people are getting ready to go. And so then I saw a teenager come out with uh, the color of purple that Brother Jackie's got on one side of her hair and the color of pink that Sister Sela's uh, got on the other side of her hair and a, and a dab of green somewhere in there. And then followed her mother. And she was looking like it too. They're not ashamed. When I was a boozer, I didn't like nobody coming around when I was drinking and then not drinking. I wasn't ashamed of it. Huh? People aren't really ashamed of their sins. They're not ashamed of their rights. Are we ashamed of Jesus? Are we ashamed to be what God has called us to be? Are we ashamed to take somebody's hand in Walmart or at the service station or, or anywhere and pray for them and ask the Lord to touch them rather than there? We are not to be ashamed. Amen. I've had people who are close to me that have come in the three years and said, uh, you know, we just don't like holiness. What they're trying to say in a very nice way is they like for me to take the name holiness off our church. Right, right. I had a rich man here in Brooklyn that said that he'd finance us, be able, and he was, he was rich enough to do it as long as I didn't call the church holiness. But I had a deeper fear. I'm not fearful of what man can do to me. But I'm fearful of him. And let me tell you something. I'm not fearful of him like he's some kind of big bully. I'm fearful of him like I was my dad. I'm sorry for you who didn't have good dads, but I had a good dad. And let me tell you something. When he said something, he meant it. And when I didn't think he meant it, he proved to me he did. And I could whine and cry and kick and pout and all that. And whenever I come to myself, he wasn't anywhere to be found. And he was gone. And then when he come back around, I still had to do what he wanted me to do. Come on. 
I have great respect for the Lord. I fear His wrath, His judgment. But oh, I want to tell you something. I came to the Lord because I was scared of going to hell. But I stay with the Lord because I have learned to love Him. With a feeling, Brother Robert, not just a knowledge, but a feeling of love for Jesus. Oh, I don't know about you, but I can't go back that other way. I can't go back to being dry. I can't be going back to a dead religion. Amen. I thank the Lord He saved me. But I've got to go on. Yeah. And y'all have some influence on me. Y'all do. I don't want you to. But I don't come to church because of y'all. I come to church because of Jesus. Amen. And so there came a fear. Come on, Teresa. There came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet has risen up among us. And Emmanuel. Actually, it doesn't say the word Emmanuel, but that's the definition of it. That God hath visited His people. Amen. Jesus is our Emmanuel. He's our help. You ever feel dead? When you get older, we all feel dead a little bit. (laughs) But the Lord is able to make us arise. And so whatever your gloom or discouragement is, can I tell you, it's not worth your soul. Disappointment, Brother Jeff, I'm just so disappointed things don't turn. Let me tell you something. At my age, 59 years old, I've learned expect disappointment. Praise God for those expectations that happen. Thank the Lord for the things that have happened that are good. But disappointment, that's the normal. Huh? Huh? We gotta look up. Our help is from above. Our hope is in Him. Our dependence is in Him. Our daily strength is in Him. Our joy and our happiness is in Him. And our life. I've had folks that have gone the other direction. Sometimes they'll say, well, you know, you, you just don't talk to me as much as you used to. And I say, you said you didn't want to serve God or you didn't want to serve in, in holiness. I'm sorry. That's what I am. That's my life. That's my goal in life. That is my all. To serve Him and to please Him in the beauty of holiness. What about you? Let's stand all across the house. All across the house here. You know what Jesus did here in these verses, don't you? Y'all know what He done? He messed up a perfectly good funeral. Thank the Lord. 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 Thank the Lord.
He messed up this, what do they call that, dirge? Whenever they play music, huh? He messed it up. Yeah. He messed up the funeral plans and all the flowers and all the floors and all the food. And all. Messed it all up. Aren't you glad? Yeah, the devil may think he's got you, but Jesus is coming around again and he's saying to you, stand up. Arise. Press in. Oh, he wants us to live. To live. You, heads bowed, eyes closed. You may feel worthless. And you may feel down. Discarded. And overlooked. You may feel like nobody's paying attention to you. But I want to tell you something. Jesus is looking down through the portals of heaven. And He's part of His... You are part of His interest. He's interested in you. The Lord wants to make a way for you. Are you willing to let go of that that you're holding on to? That God has called you, told you, let me handle that. Let me take care of that. Let me fix that situation. But we hold on to it. We hold on to it. Sometimes it's our past lives. Sometimes it's our past situations. Just let it go. Let it go. I want to tell you something. The devil is a liar. And Jesus is for you. He's for you. He's not against you. But Brother Jeff, Brother Jeff, I wanted this so. Can I tell you something? He knows so much better than you do. What you need and what will draw you closer to Him. If you're needing the Lord to speak to you and say, Arise.